Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire and Ice. This is your boy Carlton bringing in the heat. Uh, we have a special guest co-host today, my little sister Carmen. What's up? Hi, how's it going? <laughs> going great, going great. Not like I just saw you. <laughs> we do live in the same house. <laughs> All right, so as you know, everybody gets an energy. Um, I'm, I said your name, thing. Everybody gets the element. So I said it already, but you can say it. What is your element during this? Element is going to be energy. Yes. Energy. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that yeah. K. Huston song? That's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that song was good. My All right, so we got fire, nice and, and energy. Well, actually, we just have fire and energy today. Um, the ice isn't here. Um, he has the day off. So, um, yeah, we're here. We're gonna be talking about some stuff. We're gonna get it popping. Um, I want to go ahead and go into the what I'm hot about, and that kind of goes into what I want to discuss. Um, I'm hot about. Um, Maine, he keeps sending me these Jacquees remixes, and I want him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to I want it to cease. Um, and for some of y'all who don't know, um, Jacquees um, has basically takes everybody's songs and he remixes it, or he does the Queen mix. That's, that's about right. And I need him to stop. I did. Well, I definitely need him to stop doing that. But I need um, Jermaine Bradley to stop sending me. Um, tweets about it and texting me about it. I don't want to see it. You know, the crazy thing is, I haven't heard any of them mm. by choice. Mm. Just because I like the original so much. So it's like, you know. And I'm not really a fan of his anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say he hasn't had like maybe like one or two songs that I didn't like, but I'm not a fan. Gotcha. So, yeah, the, the Queen. Queen mixes? I want people to stop saying that the his version of Trip is better than LMA's. Stop the madness. That's witchcraft. That's yeah, blasphemy. That's, that's blasphemy, <laughs> yo. Stop it. Yo, stop it. Anyway, um, but I just need I need Manny to stop me that stuff though. Cause he's he about, he's on his way to getting blocked. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I'm gonna go into the topic when since we have Carmen here because she wasn't with us last week, we did do a breakdown of LMA's album, so we can kind of do that again with Carmen. Um, and I want to say that I have officially now, I mean, I've been on the LMA bus, but I am officially Ella made. See how I did that? I'm Ella made. Man, I listen to that. I've been listening to that album every day since it came out. Like I listen because when we recorded the podcast last week, I didn't listen to it straight. I listened to like nine tracks, not to go to work, and then I would continue. I actually listened to the whole thing. So I had made some comments last week about it. I want to kind of retract some comments as far as like, um, I just love the whole album. Like, good, bad is is everything. I love that song. I didn't talk about it last week, but yeah, because I could, honestly when we was recording, I can't remember how it went. And so then when I listened, to, of course when I listened to the whole album, that song is banging. I love that song. Like I love, the, I just love the whole album. The album is like a pure R and B album. The album is really good, and I can't say that I like her. Okay, so when I first um, listened to it, um, and she was talking like she's doing her little, like she was talking about her name, like she spelled her name, mm-hmm. and, stuff. and my first reaction to her talking, I said, okay, now you're just showing off your little accent. <laughs> 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 you know, it's cute, <laughs> but. I do like the album, and I also like how she did break down her name, and like every song after that, 
went with what the meaning of the letter meant. Right. Like it was, it was just perfect. Like all the transitions was just really good. Like, it, it's a really, really good. Album. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I watched Charlemagne's interview, the Breakfast Club interview after, of course, after we recorded Fire and Ice when when she was on there. Um, Charlemagne said he just felt like it was an album. Uh, it wasn't an album. It was a playlist. And I was like, "What by?" I was like, "That album is dope. It's an album." Because I, I guess he said that because it's an album full of radio hits and people. And and for to me though, I feel like you want that. Like you want you want to have an f- album where it's nonstop. It can be played all the songs we play on the radio. Like that's well, that's that's I mean, something you that's want. Good for her, right? More airplay, more money. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, and then back to the Jacquees. I think that's what people weren't getting because people kept asking, kept saying, "Well, how do you know Jacquees was getting making money off of?" The trip, his version of trip. When you start playing on the radio, you start making money. That's why I kept telling people, like, when this, when he, cause it's, cause Cam, my brother Cameron was like, it's playing in Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, once it start playing on the radio, then you start making money. You're basically ripping off another artist's work. But even then, he was making money off of it anyway because his YouTube page is already popular. Mm. So you get money off of YouTube. Right. YouTube will pay you depending on how many hits you get. You will get paid. Right. So. Yeah. Either way, he was making money off of it. Right. Off of a song that wasn't his. A- absolutely. So, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think the other album was awesome. I love Good Bad. I love, I know, I think Maine said he didn't like Dangerous. Or I like Dangerous. I loved it. Like, I, like again, I listened to it again all the way through, and I was like, "Yeah, this song fits." Like that song is, the whole album is good. I do still stand by the fact that I think it should have ended after close. Yeah, I, I, yeah. After she, after she said, "I am LMA Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should that either that or like that should have been the last song. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that should have been the last song. Because yeah. I like the songs after that, mm. but I think I agree it should have been. Yeah, I think I, I like the last two songs. I just don't to me. I just don't think they fit the album. I think because I know she like I said in the interview with Breakfast, she was saying that before boot up like blow blow to like really became really popular. She had just put out naked, mm. and so that was like well, we need to shoot a video for boot up. And she was like, but well, we just did naked. But she that was like, trust me, let's do boot up. Mm. Of course, while I was blowing up, which was a smart decision. Um. So she, I guess, like I said, I, I think May made this point too. Like I said, just to, add, to say that this is an LMA song, they added Naked, of course, to mm-hmm. the album. Um, but I like the last two songs. I just think just for just for me, just continuity-wise, I feel like definitely should have stopped after it closed and she said her name, her full name. I'm just trying to figure out the other two songs, where they would fit. Like if if you moved them, where right. would they be? Um, I think Easy. I love that song. That's probably my favorite song on the album. Mm. Um, I think Easy would be, would be. I think the placement would be good, like after her song with John Legend. Okay. In the love. Gotcha. Got gotcha. That's what the song's about. Mm. I think it should be somewhere up there. Gotcha. What um, by Naked? <laughs> I'm not sure, cause it wasn't that. It was on one of her EPs, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Naked was. I don't think Naked was, was on the AP. It was just a single. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. But what do you think? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think they should. I think the two songs should just been released. That too. Just as singles and not necessarily on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it had to be on the album, I agree with you about Easy, where it where it could be in the love section. I think Naked. Look for somebody to love me naked. Um, 
maybe because after the lust period you go into the love period maybe before love like right before like right before yeah so maybe that yeah i guess i could see that that would be that would have been a good placement. Yeah. Cause then she could have ended it with close, and that would have been. Mm-hmm. That would that would have been a great ending to the album. Yeah, I think like I said, yeah, I, th- I definitely think it should have ended with I am LMA. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- yes, I love the way she talks. I've been said that when I first heard Buddha, I was like, the best part is the ending when she talks, and I hate when the radio station cuts it off. I'm like, what are you doing? You have lost your ever loving mind cutting that part off. I'm excited about this concert. I need somebody to bless my life and give me some tickets. Like, they go on sale Friday, so it's never too late. You want to text me, tweet me, um, Instagram me, Facebook me, text me, everything me to give me these tickets. Yeah, I want to go too. I think that'd be dope. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I need to do, first of all, I I need to do my homework though because I need to learn, you know, a good chunk of songs. Mm. And I can do that um, in like a short period of time. But I also have to focus like on my other concerts that are coming up first. What concerts are those? I'm going to see the internet again, <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so excited! Like <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going. They're going to be in Atlanta on November 25th. Okay. So I'm excited, and then I'm going to see Georgia Smith in December, which I'm really excited. Um, I don't know if everybody knows who that is, but she's amazing and she has an accent like Ella May. So, yes. I mean, she talks in her on her album too, <laughs> but she's really dope. She has such a nice voice. So, I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. That's great. But yeah, Ella um, May's coming to Atlanta March. Uh, March. March 19th. Thank you. March 19th. I so <laughs> I need somebody to hook me up with some tickets. That'd be great. That'd be Just awesome. You never know. You never know, Carson. I'd be your best friend. You never, you never know, Casey. <laughs> Speaking of music, um, I didn't put this. I, I sent Carmen a list of what we possibly talk about, but everybody asked me what. That's funny. The thing is, when we have guests or whoever, people are like, well, what's the topics? What do you, how do you, we just kind of decide when we get here. Like, when Maine comes to my house or if I go to his, we just be like, we'll sit down and be like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. Okay. Unless there's a question of the week or we see something on social media and we be like, oh, this is what we should ask everybody, you know, to chime in. But it's funny. Everybody's like, what are y'all talking about? Mm, we just kind of decide when we, when we sit down because, mm, you know, this, this is kind of how it is. Um, but I did want to talk about, um, I didn't add this on the list, but. Um, Nicki Minaj is being sued um, yeah. for the song that she did with Nas, um, and this go back. It goes back again to just I don't understand um, these artists <laughs> and these producers that have the means to create stuff, and you take other people's stuff. Right. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's, I guess for me, it's like where's the creativity? Because you had to have gotten signed. For that right you know um somebody looked at you they heard your music and they wanted you because you were different but it's like i think artists they get complacent and mm. they kind of get the big head like well i'm this popular or whatever i got this many fans so it doesn't matter what i do i'm gonna make money anyway but right. it's like you just need to stick to what you know stick to what you're doing like Nicki minaj i'm not a fan of hers anymore but you know we were all big Nicki minaj fans right at that point because her sound was different. Right. She was different. She wasn't talking about the same thing. Like right. she was a real lyricist. Like she was really good at what she did. But now it's like, girl, you keep talking about the same She's thing. She's a gimmick. Yeah. You keep She's... talking about the same thing and you want to beef with everybody and it's like for no you reason. Need to grow up. Right. So for people who don't know, I'm gonna read the article. Basically it's, this is from CNN. Uh, rapper Nicki Minaj might have some apologizing to do over her song Sorry. 
Um, Minaj is being sued by folk singer Tracy Chapman for copyright infringement relating to the song, which Chapman alleges corp, uh, incorporates the lyrics and vocal melody from her song, Baby Can I Hold You, without permission. And in the suit, um, Chapman claims Minaj and her representatives began re reaching out in June 2018 about using the song, but Chapman denied their request, which was made after Minaj had recorded the song for her album, Queen. Sorry was not included in On Queen, which re was released in August. And according to the suit, Minaj, however, provided a copy of the song to the popular New York DJ Hot 97 and hip-hop radio station. Chapman claims that the DJs subsequently <laughs> need to get together, Carlton, subsequently promoted the song's release on the social media channels and played it on the air. Um, so, yeah. Um, first of all, why are you recording music without getting permission? That's your fault. Like, you should have... I don't get it. Like I said, if you okay, if you if you heard the song, if you heard the song, you like, oh my, this might be perfect for my album. You should have asked for it first before right. you went through, did all that work, and just you know, now you can't. I mean, you released it, but it's like now you're going through all this lawsuit stuff. People don't think about that. Like you're playing with your own money, right? Like you're you're making money, but you're just gonna lose it because mm. you're, in essence you're stealing. Like if you would have asked for permission, then you know everything would have been cool, right? You know what I'm saying, but. Now you're just you're gonna lose money because you took somebody else's song. <laughs> right, I I just don't get That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, I um I didn't listen to the Queen album. Mm, I just it, to me, I tell people all the time, what gets me to listen to the album is the singles. So, like you know, just going back to LMA or whatever. When I heard Boot Up, I was like, okay, let me listen to her EPs. So I listened to the, the EP that Boot Up is on, which is the Red EP. And then I was like, oh, she got other EPs. Mm -hmm. Didn't know nothing about that. So I listened to all her EPs. That's how I really became a fan. So just listen to her, her, her entire work of art. Mm -hmm. With Nicki Minaj, um, when she first came out, like, well, I, like even when she first came out, I was like, like I said, when I first actually, I didn't hear her underground. I know a lot of people said she was better when she was underground. Um, I didn't nothing about her, obviously, but she did a cipher on BT on the Hip Hop Awards. That's when I was like, "Oh, that's Nicki Minaj or whatever." And then she did, of course, Bad Rock, and that's when the Monique show was out, mm -hmm. and all of Young Money came out in there. And I was like, "That's when I was like, start following love Nicki Minaj." Mm -hmm. I was like, "I used to love her," and she did um, Massive Attack. And of course, she was on all these. She features like she was everywhere. Everybody was featuring her, and then she did her own, you know, Massive Attack. Um, so that made me buy like even though that song wasn't on the first album was on pre Friday I bought it because I was like a big fan mm -hmm. and she did your love I love that song still I still love that song to this day um, you know and that made me buy the album with Queen like she put out uh, Barbie Barbie Teens and Chun Li and I was like <laughs> I'm so, I was so disappointed and this again this has nothing to do with even cause I know a lot of people like try to compare compare people don't like Nicki because of Cardi right. that has nothing to do with nothing it, to do with it. Um, you can be fans of both um, I just feel like Cardi's body of music what she's done what she's put out has been better I like her singles better yeah. have I have I downloaded her album no I haven't but I mean I still I, I'm not listening to her music or whatever but with Nicki like that definitely Especially Chun Li, I was like, mm, "No, that's not." You keep saying the same words over and over again. <laughs> it's not working for me. So that didn't make me want to download Queen or make me want to buy Queen. That back then I was still buying CDs. So that <laughs> that made me want to buy Queen. I was like, "No, I'm not here for it." You know what I think it is with a lot of artists nowadays, though. It's like 
I'm trying to think. Okay, so I I like to think about Solange. Mm-hmm. And she took her time. It took her however long to come out with her album. Her All last right. album. And it was amazing. I think artists nowadays are so bent on staying, like making sure they stay popular and stuff. Mm. So they're always putting out music like constantly. Mm. And it gets repetitive. Nobody's taking the time to really get inspired. Yeah. Like go somewhere and get inspired, write music and stuff like that. Like people just want to make singles. Nobody wants to make timeless music. Mm. And so that's why I like to listen to the artists that I listen to, which is like underground indie artists or alternative R&B and stuff. That's why I listen to the internet so heavy because there is years in between their albums because they they needed time to like really get inspired to get together. Yeah. You don't want to put out a bunch of junk that nobody wants to listen to. Right. You're not going to make no money. Right. So um, I think that's the issue. And I think Nikki does that. And I, I love Migos. I'm a fan of Migos. They do the same thing, though. Because mm. a lot of their music sounds the same. Mm. Like, the music that they put out now and even Quavo's uh, solo project, it sounds like Migos. It sound, All that sounds like YRN, um, the mixtape, and and uh, No Label too. Like, it's just, if you go back, their music is just kind of, you know, it's kind of repetitive. Mm. So, um, I get it, you know, you gotta give the people what they want to hear and stuff. You know, this is what people are listening to now. People only care about singles now, but just think in the future, like 10 years down the line, when they play those songs, it's going to be hard to remember those lyrics mm. because it wasn't timeless, mm. you know? So that's, that's just how I look at it. You know, I'm just thinking about like all the old music, you know, our parents listen to and how they can remember the words and stuff because it's timeless. Right. They, those people don't have to make any more music because they're still going to play it. So, you know. Yeah. I think like, even like I said, just I, I'm gonna keep going back to LMA. I don't care. Um, but like even with Trip, I think her like her lyric, those lyrics are like like I put my feelings on safety. You know, like that's you know I may shoot where your heart be. Like right. like what is like right. what? You Who have comes? to say things that people can relate. To. Right. Like I can't relate to you going to a strip club all the time, or you throwing money, or you selling drugs on the street and stuff like that. Like you know, I can't relate to that. Right. Because that's not my lifestyle. Like right. it's good to turn up to, but I can't relate to that. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, got, you gotta. I I wanna. I think I wanna sit down with some artists. I mean, obviously Kendra, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously her. But like, you just get with her and just people that I know will show up to this podcast. That was kind of shady. It was, um, it was. people, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the people that will show up and just, I want to sit down and talk to artists and be like, how do you come up with your? I'm talking about actually people who write their stuff, not people. Never mind. Um, I want. <laughs> I want to sit down with them and and actually be like, how do you? Because that's always been fascinating to me. How you come up with lyrics, right. you know, like how do you do that? And I know people be looking at me like, well, how do you come up with scripts? I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm, yeah. But I really want to see like what what is your mind? Where does your mind go? Right. When it's like when you're trying to come up with lyrics, because again, you want you want to have meaning. Right. Especially if you're like a meaningful songwriter or or rapper or whatever, you really want to people to take a message away from what you're saying. So I think it'll be interesting to be like, what goes through your head when you're trying to like come up with like stuff? Paint this picture for us to kind of right. So we can see it while you're singing it. Or, right. Or if you're writing for somebody else while they're singing, either way, it doesn't matter. Right. I it's crazy because I had a memory on Facebook this morning and it said, um, "My secret 
dream is to be a rapper. Like mm. I've always wanted to be a rapper, but God did not bless me with that gift. Mm. To he didn't bless me with the gift of lyricism. If I was gonna be a rapper, I wanted to be like an actual lyricist. Like, right. Say something that's meaningful, like Kendrick. I Kendrick is just like he's just on a whole nother level. Yeah. You know, and so it's like to be able to come up with stuff like that and just say it and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or, or even if it doesn't at first, you have to listen to it again. Like, oh, that's what you meant. Right. You know, it's just, it's dope to be able to do. So I would, I would actually like to talk to somebody too. Yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be, it'll be interesting. I think you get some perspective on, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting. You get perspective on different areas of art because even with, like, to me, I think spoken word artists are fascinating. I don't see how to get up there and remember all that. Me neither. Like at least, well, I mean, I know they practice, and I'm about to say, well, I'm about to say, at least with musicians, like they have, like when they record it, they're they're saying it over and over right. again, so they, and then they go to concerts and they do it over and over, so they were practicing. But it was saying that fucking world artists, I guess they they would do it over and over again to a different places. But I just think to me, I I guess it's easier to remember with the beat, because of course with songs you're like you're going, so the the song the lyric has a specific beat that goes to right. you know, so it's easier to remember. Right. Um, but as, as far as I guess with spoken word artists, it's like you most people most of them don't do music, so it's like you're getting up there and you're just like spitting words. I know some some people some of them be up there for like six minutes. Right, it just it fascinates me. Yeah, like when I see Saw, she mm. does her thing, and I'm just like, for you to just be able to just like if I asked you to do a piece and you just break into something. Yeah. You got all this in your head. But the thing is, that's how I first met Saw. So the funny thing, I, I tell the story all the time. But when I did, I was doing Carlton says live, and the artist didn't show up or the person that's supposed to perform they didn't come um and so I'm, that was like this we got a spoken word artist here her name's saw jules and i was like well are you can you come up and she was like i'm ready like it was, it was like i said stuff like that is like you're always prepared because you never know we're going to be called on to do something so it's like for them to be able to remember all of that right and they don't just have one piece. Some they, they be having like ten pieces. That's what I'm like, saying. Like it's all stored in their brain. How do you not mix it up? Like I, I enjoy um, listening to most elevated deep music. Is that her name? Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoy listening to her too. Like she just, I mean, but she like she be singing and then yeah, and then she'll do a piece. Like it's, I don't know. I'm fascinated by all of that. Yeah, I th- and then I and then with Sleepy, I don't Sleepy Eyes. He's oh, another person. Like he's, he's like dope. He's dope. I, I don't, I don't know. He's dope. It's like it's like listening to him rap mm. with no beat. Yeah, like you know he's he's amazing. It's and then like like his 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 uh, word wording his word he's a wordsmith. Yeah, he's definitely a wordsmith. Definitely, most definitely. So shout out to all just all the artists out there. But I'm and then I'm gonna keep going. I'm amazed by like people like you. Like you're an art. Like you paint. I'm not paint, but you draw. Mm. I can draw with crap. <laughs> um, I can draw some stick figures. But like people like you know people like Baruti like he like he paints with his fingers, mm. um like because I I I somebody it was, it was funny I know I'm rambling but it was funny um I was at work and I was I'm fascinated by the sky, I'm fascinated by stars and I'm I'm just that is very fascinating to me so I love to see when the sun sets and all this other stuff I love to see the clouds. That stuff really fascinating. So I take pictures on my phone. I can't draw it. So I take pictures on my phone and I just talk and just have it. But um, I would love to be able to like, I, I wish I had the gift to be able to, to paint and draw that. But it just amazes me like I said, people like you, Baruti, other artists out there um, that they are able just to just paint and just, it looks like a beautiful, it looks like a picture, mm-hmm. but it's clearly a drawing. So. I would like to get back to that 
I've just been so busy with school. But yeah. Anyway, it um, happens. And I, it's crazy because I was a uh, um at our aunt's house one time, and I was writing one of my working on one of my books or short stories. I can't remember. And she was asking me how many did I have, mm-hmm. and I told her like I I have one book that's finished, two that I'm working on, and two short stories. And she asked me, she was like, how do you and Carlton keep up with, like, you know, you don't get confused? And I was like, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you just have different storylines in your head. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, for us, it's easy. Right. You know, we don't find it difficult, but, you know, other people. It's hard to explain to people. I tell people all the time, it's like, I have different worlds in my head, so I don't really... I go to one world and I go back to the other one. And, right. You know, so it's really kind of... But I tell people, I was, because someone was asking me about when am I going to finish a script or something. I was like, well, I can't finish that script till I finish these because if I do, if I work on that one, I'm going to get, I'm going to confuse myself and start putting stuff from the script I'm supposed to finish into the new mm-hmm. one. So I don't want to do this. So I, I always have to fix because I know people be like, well, when is, people ask me one time, when is, when is Brotherhood coming out? When is X-Factor coming out? When is this coming out? This, this, this. And it's like, I have to work on what I'm working on first so I don't get confused and get all over yeah. the place and then you have one character from here and this one right like, they don't belong there or not, or not even that or like you having this one character from this show acting like the character from the other show right. when it's like that's not how they that's not how they're supposed to be acting right. so yeah it's kind of like it's kind of hard to explain to people sometimes when you're not a writer yeah. but i guess it's the same thing so if i were to sit down with songwriters and ask them they'd probably try to explain i wouldn't get it right or with artists or with painters and drawers they right. try to explain to me i probably wouldn't get it people have asked me like um with some of my drawings of like drawing people and stuff mm. like did you did you draw somebody like did you look at somebody no that's just what i saw in my head yeah and i couldn't stop drawing that same like those same two people mm. for a while you know it just took some time to finally be able to draw something else but there's no there's no answer for it yeah you know it's just this is what it is yeah it's just what you're created to do so find out what you're created to do guys and and do it make some money all right In your bag. all right so let's move on to um a topic we can talk about i meant to make this a question of the other week but you know, we get busy with life and you forget. Um, basically, for people who didn't have not seen the basketball game, um, uh, Chris Paul and Rondo, they got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, f- what it looked like how it started was um, Chris Paul put his finger on Rondo's nose, like kind of like hit it, and then Rondo punched him. So it looked like it looked like Chris Paul started it, but uh, uh, if you zoom in or look, it was because they were saying that Rondo spit yeah. on CP three, mm-hmm. so that's why um, he did that. He, he you know he hit his nose or whatever, and they started fighting or yeah. whatever. And then of course LeBron, people were giving Bron um, static because he was holding Chris Paul back, and you know I guess. Cause Chris Paul and Bron are not on the same team, so. They are but they are friends though. Mm-hmm. But, um, my thoughts on. Let me first of all, first of all, let's not spit. Um, I think that's the that's the that's one of the most disgusting things you can ever do. Yeah. Um, I know Auntie Barbara like doesn't like people to hit like kick people because she said that's the most disrespectful thing you can do. I disagree. I think the <laughs> most <laughs> the most disrespectful thing you can do is spit on somebody. It um, because it's nasty, it's unsanitary, yeah, it's trashy. 
it's because it, 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 you, you you when you spit, you're spitting out something that comes up from your body. Right. Like when you have to spit out cold or or you have to vomit or whatever. So that that's that that's, that's so basically when I spit on somebody, I'm I'm spitting on you from the depths of my disgustingness. And that's how this, that's I, I think you're disgusting, so I'm gonna spit on you. And that's what I that's what that's how I feel when I spit on you. So I don't blame him for hitting him. Like yeah, me neither. Cause I tried I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause when I first saw the video, I was like, he spit on him. Like it didn't look like it. Yeah. But then I saw the other clip where they were like zooming in, they got closer and closer, and I was like, Oh. People were trying to say that was sweat from his um, from his top lip or something. Or people were saying his mouth guard was in the way and he was talking and it I don't. I don't know. But the thing is, they've always apparently. I'm not really into sports like that. But apparently, they've always had beef. They got beef, yeah. So so way. They, it was. It was gonna happen either way. Yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, I just. I don't know, man. It's just people. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. You just can't get away from the drama. No matter what. what you it exactly. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you think about it because you. I think about the stuff I'm dealing with in life, and everybody else is dealing with. Um, and you just, you can't get away from it. Like it's like you think when you move on to the next level or next phase in life, when you move on to like your dreams or whatever, that it's all oh, it's all great. No, it's not. You still yeah. gotta deal with drama, obviously. Yeah, you deal with stuff, but that that ain't nothing but the enemy just trying to get you off. Yeah. Off track. So speaking of, I know this is off track. This is I'm gonna talk about something real quick as far as that is concerned. So I've had an issue at my job. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Um, let's get into it. Um, I've had an issue with my job and, um, uh, basically I, uh, I work in promotions and we're, you know, we're out there in the field and we're talking to people or whatever. I work, I work in radio. Um, and there was a situation where and for people also who don't know, I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, I had leukemia. I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 16, 2002. Um, I'm in, I'm in remission now, so no need to worry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, good. Uh, all good over here. Um, but I I used to get spinal taps when I was um when I was uh going through chemotherapy. And for those who don't know, basically I'm basically getting a needle. It's a long needle, long thin needle, and I would get it stuck in my spine. So what they're doing is they're pushing the chemotherapy, so it doesn't they're making sure it doesn't get into your brain and all that sort of stuff. So I had to go through that uh for three years. I was getting spinal taps. Um, was it once a month? I can't remember. I was. I didn't. I was getting. I was getting. It, to me, it felt like it was. It was happening a lot. Um, but to this day, I still get pain in my back where they stick it. Um, and like I said, I, I haven't got a spinal tap to be exact. I think I stopped in two thousand five. Um, so to be exact, thirteen years. But I still get those pains in my back. So um, I have to sit down. And sometimes, and then at our job, we're we're not technically supposed to sit down. But if it's like nobody coming to the tables and their chairs there, like I'm gonna sit down, especially if I'm having bad pains, my like my back is hurting really bad. Or if, uh, sometimes people see me like bend over, I'm stretching my back out because it's like I have um, pains in my lower back. Anyway, on this particular day, I was sitting down and um, uh, I was on my phone texting my boss because I was letting her know our music was out. Something's going on with the van. I was letting her know whatever something was going on. We had another van when another of our workmans drive by, and I guess the guy in there, I guess he saw us um, sitting down and stuff like that. And um, allegedly, not even alleged, because already it's been confirmed. But he went and told our boss. My boss texted me, was like, "Are you are you by any chance sitting down?" 
And I was like, well, I'm not anymore. I said, my the people are here. We're assisting them with signing up for this ticket stop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was just, and then she wrote this long message about, you know, making sure that I'm engaging. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, listen, um, I have back pains from, you know, my chemotherapy I used to get. And I, and I, and I don't like to tell people, and I, it's not that I'm ashamed, uh, ashamed of me having cancer. I don't like to tell people because I don't want people feeling sorry for me or I just want people asking me a whole bunch of questions. Right. Or whatever. If it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But in that case, I felt like I had to explain, which I shouldn't have had to. I felt like I had to explain why I was sitting down. Right. Even though I have every right to sit down if I want to. Right. Um, but I had to explain to her why well, I'm a, I had to go into the whole, I'm a whole, I'm a cancer patient. And mm. I used to be a cancer patient in my back, da, 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 da. And stuff I didn't really want to in, in, divulge. So, went got, got, got that situated. Um, and I'm just, the reason I'm telling the story is because of what we're talking about as far as no matter what level you're on, you're going to have to deal with people who right. the devil is going to do whatever he can to distract you from what you're trying to do right. in life. Um, so, um, I found out who, the, I found out the person that, that was snitching pretty much. And this person, he's really miserable with his life because he didn't get the job that my boss has now. Mm-hmm. So he wanted that job before she got hired, but he didn't get it. Um, cause of his, he has a nasty attitude and he's nasty with people. So obviously you're not going to get the job, sir. Um, so, um, so basically, um, uh, come to find out, I found out when I got confirmed that it was him who was, who snitched, um, he had basically had been complaining to different people about me, apparently. Um, so I just, <laughs> before that though. I did write a Facebook post saying, let's fight, or we can fight, or we can, let's get this, do this, let's fight. Um, and, of course, our auntie Carla, she's always, like, the Facebook police. And, yeah, she's, always, and she's always like, you can't make sure you got you to gotta make sure you don't write those type of posts because, you know, people, your job is looking at you. And, then of course, when you're writing, you're not thinking, you don't care. Right. Like, you're not really thinking about that. And I'm, I'm going to admit, I used to be really bad at that. I've gotten a lot better. But it's like sometimes you just be like, you have to let people know. Sometimes you be like, don't mess with this puppy. Like, you don't want, you don't want this. You don't want these problems. You really don't. And Because I, I look like I don't fight. I can't. But I really can't. And I really, you know, I try to let that old nature rise. But you're, you're making it rise right now. So leave me alone. But... <laughs> um, but... Basically, I wrote, you know, we can fight. Let's fight because everybody want to be nosy. Put the big eyes. What's going on? What we gonna person. do? I was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because you're dealing with people who 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 you not you've done nothing wrong to, but they're always just trying to find something to be negative about right. towards you. And I th- and I honestly have to uh, tell myself that it's not yet. You you're gonna have that in every stage in life. So no matter how high I get, people are gonna it's gonna be something. It's gonna get worse. To be honest, you can yeah. So to conclude this situation, it's not really concluded yet, but to conclude it, um, I wrote that let's fight. Monty Carlin said, um, came to me at church and gave me the speech, and I said I understand. I said you know I was just I just had a day. You know we all have our days, so I had a day that day, and you know it is what it is. We're moving on, moving forward. I understand. You know you can't allow the devil to, um, you know the devil uses people to get to you, so. And then there's another, there was another instance. I know I'm going to different stories, but that's just what we do here. Mm-hmm. I have another, the, 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 my magazine, VPN Mag, we had a typo on the cover. I didn't, nobody saw it. We, I guess, well, I, 
I I was checking it while I was at work. I shouldn't have been doing that. But I was I was trying to I was trying to help her get it, make sure we get it printed at the right time. And I missed it. Um, my aunt missed it. Um, you know, I, you know, Shamar missed it or whatever. It was a simple typo though, like something we can get. We got fixed. Right. We got it corrected. When I put it up on Facebook, the typo was there, and you can change it on Facebook. You can change pictures, so we changed it, of course. But of course, we have a negative Nancy. In this case, a negative um, Nelly. It was a dude. Um, he wrote something on because we're featuring Q in the main Butler. And he wrote something on Q's wall saying, "Who the who's the editor? Like this is gonna mess it. This is gonna f up your brand and I don't mess up your brand." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Don't be." He was like, "Don't be doing half ass stuff." And da 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 da. And I'm like, "So my friend, our friend, we have a mutual friend Monet Wallace. She kind of took care of it, but I didn't see it until she replied. Mm-hmm. So I, I I went in. And I was like." Um, first, you know, I just was like, first of all, I'm the editor. I said it was a simple mistake, and you know, nothing we do is half A over here, so don't be, don't, you know, just, just kind of have to correct them classes. Like, but I was talking to Carla about that, but she was saying how she was getting upset about that because you know, she's she is the editor, so she, you know, she missed it and she kind of took it to heart. And she was just saying how she was using that example for me as far as with uh, with what I'm doing with that work, Mm -hmm. as far as not allowing people from the sidelines to to dictate how you respond with what's going on so we're back to my work situation after i found out that whoever it was that was that snitch um and what he was saying about me i politely came home i was really i was kind of upset but i was like not really but i wanted to nip it in the bud so i sent him a text message i let Carmen read it and you know she gave me the okay to send it yeah because originally <laughs> i know my brother and originally i thought he was just I thought he was going to be a little out of pocket. So I was just going to tell him, you don't need to send anything. Right. You know, just, I don't, I don't know, pray about it. See what God tell you to do. I don't know, but don't send that. But <laughs> when I saw the message, it really wasn't bad. Like, it was really, it was actually nicer than I think um, even our sister would have been. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just think, I think it was really, it was really nice considering how upset you were yeah so it was fine to send it's it's i had to like so you have to sometimes have to take a step back and be like okay let's reassess and then because i still want to send the message because I, I just i just i just i dislike when people are always so negative about you and then but they don't have the, the balls to say it to your face it's like right. don't smile on my face if you i'd rather you if you don't like me then don't like me right like it's okay i don't need everybody like me. i don't need i don't first of all i don't come to work to make friends right I kind of work to make, get this money. Exactly. So, I if you don't like me in school, it's all good. Like let's let's just go, let's work, and let's make it happen. And, and even just in regular life outside of my work, like if we don't, if you don't like me, it's cool. I don't need I don't need your light. Your light doesn't wake me up in the morning. So, but I I rather know somebody doesn't like me versus somebody smiling in my face and then you talking behind me behind my back. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. This isn't this isn't Glen Hills Middle School. That's why I went. I used to go, I went to Glen Hills Middle School. This isn't Davidson Fine Arts. This isn't even Georgia State University. Right. Let's let's not. Let's this, this definitely isn't college elementary school where we where we where we tattling on each other. Like that? let's stop it. Let's stop it, please. And I'm gonna throw Jay's time out there too. I went there in kindergarten. So <laughs> <laughs> So but yeah, it just it just comes to show you, even like I said with the whole Rondo and CP3 situation, it just come to show you again, it's just like people everybody has their own beef or yeah. their own situation that they're dealing with, even at that that higher level. Right. And like I said, I don't, I'm not like, and people, there's no surprise. I'm not a, a Brian Brian fan, but however, I mean, I, 
I like how he handled the situation. Like it's like you know, comments ran down. I don't see what the issue is. You know, mm. I mean, if my friend was on the opposite team, I would, I would calm him down versus, you know, try to get him in check. Because that's where his loyalty is. Right. Like, that's his friend. Right. You know, so I, of course, I would expect him to be trying to calm him down too. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's that they're friends. Like they're actual friends outside of basketball. Right. So. Exactly. It's more to life. It's definitely more life. Um, let's since we this is since we're talking this wasn't on the topic either, but since we're um uh, talking about get this money, get this bag, I wanna talk about a reality show that Carmen's got me hooked on called Are You the One? Yay. And yeah. <laughs> it's on MTV. So I'm gonna let Carmen explain the show for people who have not watched it. Okay. So this is this is what they do. They get um they get singles like eleven it's like eleven couples in a house and they have 11 weeks to figure out who their perfect matches are. What they did was they met up with matchmakers, told them what they liked and stuff, what they didn't like. And so the matchmakers just kind of put them with people. And so they're all in this house trying to figure out who their perfect matches. Mm-hmm. And what they have to do is just get to know each other. They, um, once a week, they will have like two couples go on a date and then they'll pick a couple the house will vote on which couple they want to send into the truth booth to find out if that couple is a perfect match. And so they're honestly, they're working to find their matches, but also to win $1 million. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they have their, um, beam ceremonies once a week also where they get to choose who they want their perfect match to be for that week. And, um, if they don't get any beams, it's a blackout their money prize is cut in half. Mm. Um, and if they, they get one, that's good. They get to keep a million dollars. But the point is for them to increase the beans each week. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, the seasons that have come on, they haven't been quite right. successful at that. <laughs> so I've been watching the latest season with, with Carmen and Kendra too. I've been watching it. Basically, this show is very frustrating. It, it really because is. Because it's like people aren't, People aren't aren't thinking. They're thinking. Hmm, I don't want to say people aren't thinking with their hearts. I don't know what they're thinking with. Yeah. Um. Because uh, again, you're supposed to find try purposely find her who your perfect perfect match is. But what's happening is what I'm seeing is people are coupling up the first week and staying with that person. Right. And it's obvious that you're not the power couple or right. you're not the couple that's meant to be together. And it's like you. Even even after because there's one couple on there, Bria and who and oh, Zach. and Zach. It's obvious they're not the perfect match, but they still keep going on these dates. And I'm like, crazy. I'm like, that's not your perfect match. We already decided that. What are you doing? I was like, this show is dumb. I'm like, this is it's so it's so frustrating. It's, it's stupid. It's dumb, but I can't. For me, I can't stop watching it. It's like how some people are like love hip hop and stuff. Like, yeah, you know. But it's it's interesting to me because. I guess these people, they find their supposed perfect matches, but they don't end up together anyway. Mm. You know, um, I know for me, if I was on the show, I'm having a a house meeting the first night. Right. This is what we're going to do. Right. We're going to find our perfect matches so we can get this money. Right. However, whoever you fall in love with, that's who you fall in love with. Right. You have to be okay with them talking to somebody else. Right. Like, don't get possessive because at the end of the day, this is a game. Right. You know, they say they encourage them to play with their hearts, but... MTV just don't want to lose their money. Right. That's why it's not a big deal if they don't get all eleven beams. They don't want to give away a million dollars. That's what I, that's what I think. Mm. You know, but I know they they probably mad last season because 
the last season won. So. Yeah, I don't know. Just, those couples are still together. So, <laughs> right, I mean, I, the thing the thing is, it shouldn't really matter. Um, even if you do find your perfect match, like you said, then y'all not gonna stay together anyway, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> right. Um, like one is this one girl on the show is hurt. Like they brought back the exes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one week and she was all up on him, and she was like, "Well, after this game is over, I'm gonna meet up with you." I'm just like, really? They're so disrespectful yeah. to your perfect match. Yeah. Like. But I mean, they they perfect match each other. That's child. That's what they said. I guess that's they got, the they, they, they went in the truth beam, and that was that was it. I was like, right, and I know honeymoon sweet. <laughs> I was like, this this show is like I said. I think I said. I first of all, first of all, I would never be on this show. Let's wow. let's just be clear yeah. because um, there's too many people staying in one house. There's no privacy. They stay in one room. One room. Like there's there's one fridge. I mean, not one fridge. One bathroom. Maybe two. I don't know, but it's just it's just too much. And y'all getting it on, getting it on in, in public with each other. I can't. I just I can't. And they're like nasty, and then they like they everybody kisses everybody in the house. Like it's crazy. You're asking it's for crazy. herpes on the lips. <laughs> you're asking for what's that thing? Mono. Mono you're yeah. asking for it. That's what you're asking for. This ain't nothing but flavor flav. Disgusting. <laughs> this is just gonna swap and spit. It really is. And then they got Terrence J on there. Hosting. Honestly, I like him better than the original host. I can't remember his name, but Terrence J is doing a really good job as a host. Um, but you know, we know he's going through some stuff right now. Mm, so mm. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna pray for Terrence J. I, I don't know Terrence. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I said, if I were just a, if you just so happen to catch me, are you the one? Oh, and let's just know if you see me on this because of publicity and it's because I need this money. Um, with but if VPN shirt. But, right, with a VPN shirt every day or hoodie or hat. But if you see me on the show, again, I'm with you. I'm having a house meeting. We're having a house meeting the first day. Listen, okay. people, I know we're here for quote-unquote love, but we're mostly here for this money. Right. So let's go ahead and go ahead and we're going to switch it on up. We're going to funk it up a little bit every week until we get the power couples. Right. And then we're going to because we're not doing this. Right. We're not doing this. Because we're not going to have y'all stuck with the same people. And then all of a sudden, it's week seven. And y'all like, we still ain't find our perfect matches because we can't get past so-and-so beans. Well, that's your fault. Right. Because you're the one. Because here's my thing. I was frustrated with Bria because she the main one now talking about some. We can't find out. Nobody can find our perfect matches and stuff like that. We're not going to get this money. You were so stuck on Zach for like the first five to six weeks. (laughs) You're one of the main problems. Right. So, let's not do that. Right. Yeah, and I, I said I'll probably be the first contestant to get eliminated. No, they don't do that. No. I know. This show is not an elimination, an elimination show, but I'll be the first person I'm to get eliminated. I'm eliminate myself. I think I'm like, well, it's going to be two choices. The first one's going to be like, we're going to eliminate Carlton because he's not participating. <laughs> Because I'll be chilling. I'm not, I'm like, there's a character on there named Mo. Mo. He be chilling. I'll be not with him, man. Yeah, he be chilling. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not with all this. Or two, I'll eliminate myself. I'll be like, you know what, guys? We're not getting past four beams. So this is it for me. Um, thank you so much for your participation. I'm gone. I'm leaving. But then I would mess it up because I guess whoever my perfect match was have to leave too, right? Because yeah. mm, it will be uneven. Yeah. So, I mean, and then that's just kind of it for everybody because nobody can win the money. So, mm. but y'all should have got together. Yeah, you should have got together because I'm over it. Y'all on my nerves. Now you're just playing games. You're playing with my bag. <laughs> you play with my bag. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I just cannot. But no, it's, it's a pretty good show though. I mean, it is. I'm excited. New episode comes on tonight. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. 
that's what it is. All right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about um old tweets. Let's talk about that. Um, because I have an issue with I have a kind of issue with that. Um, basically, what is what's inspiring this topic is. Um, I saw this on our sister Kendra's tweet, um, Twitter, and they're talking about being people being canceled or whatever. And this is dude named Brother Nature. And apparently he wrote some old tweets back in the day. Um, some stuff about Jay Z. It was some you know, just some stuff that wasn't that wasn't nice. Um and so I'm trying to find the article real quick. I did pull it up. It was on hip hop hip hop wired. Um basically, um, he wrote an apology too, because I guess he was like he was being called out for it. Somebody went through all his old tweets and then like just pulled them all up. And so this is the apology that he wrote. Um, he said, I woke up this morning to see my old tweets resurface on my timeline and my heart dropped. I started using Twitter when I was 12 years old. I was very impressionable and was seeking attention. I'm sorry to all the people that I offended and have let down. I apologize for 12-year-old Kevin and take total responsibility for my words. Everyone changes and everyone learns and everyone makes mistakes. That's why... Um, some of it got cut off. I can't read the rest of it, but yeah, basically we're gonna stop at everyone changes, everyone learns, and everyone makes mistakes. I can't see the rest of it. Um, oh, here it is. Okay, I clicked on it. That's why I spread so much positivity with the platform I was given to be a role model for the kids. I hope that all my friends and fans and followers truly understand and believe that I have evolved as a human being and I lead with love. I was a child and I'm now a man asking you to accept the apology of a young boy. Love, Kelvin. Brother Nature. I can't say his last name. I don't want to say it wrong. So, um, so yeah. I here's the thing. It's two it's actually two lessons in this. One, there is the lesson of you should be careful what you tweet or what you what you post or whatever. Like that that I mean, at the end of the day, because there are malicious people out there, even if you you know, we, we as humans we do evolve, we do change, we do grow. But there are people out there who who are who are going to find your old stuff, your own reasons and thoughts to use against you. Um, I mean, that's honestly why when you become famous, they, the pubs ask you to, they go, they're supposed to go through and delete all your old stuff before you, you know, before, cause there are people who are going to find it, screenshot it or whatever. So that's why it's important for you to be honest with your publicists. They ask you, what is there things, are there things out there about you that can ruin you? You need to be one hundred percent honest and be like, "Yeah, I got this, 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 this." this. They can go ahead and handle it before it gets before it gets crazy. Right, right. Um, so that's why it's important, even even for non-celebrities, like because there are, and, and, you know, even though again, this is me preaching to myself, um, stepping on my own toes. You should again, you should be careful what you post because there are jobs out there. They do look at what you write. They do look us. They do look on, especially Facebook. They look on social media to see what you're posting about that could prohibit you from getting a job or getting a promotion or whatever. So, or even for people that own their own businesses, that's that could prohibit people from wanting to work with you because of what you write or what, you know, different things like that. So you have to be careful with that type of stuff. So that's just a lesson that, you know, right now, even for, for, especially for young people now to be careful, don't post, don't share everything. Don't post Every single fight that you see, right. you feel like you shouldn't even be recording that. Right. But second of all, don't, it's no need to post it, reshare it, retweet it, you know, none of that stuff because it's, it's not going to help you in the long run. It just fills your page up with with negativity and nobody, and nobody wants to see that get you blocked right. or not get you hired. But secondly, 
um let's just but let's just go back to the second the second part of it is just the flip side of it though i just don't i feel like nobody should be persecuted for their mindset when they were a child right especially if they're grown now and they understand the error of their ways i feel like they've grown um then we should accept them for who they are now so i don't i don't understand you know the you must have one boring life if you felt the need to go all the way back right. to his first tweets or whatever to to find them to repost to use against him. My thing is, it's like the mind of a twelve year old is completely different mm-hmm. from the mind of an adult. Right. You know, at twelve, you're just now kind of starting to, I guess, learn to think for yourself. Right. Like you're in that you're in that weird phase of still being a child of being a teenager. Right. Right before thirteen. Right. So, you know, obviously his mindset is not where it used to be. Right. Um, I do respect him for, you know, making out making a statement, you know, coming out making a statement and apologizing and stuff. Um, but I'm with you. You had to be bored to just go all the way back and look for that. Right. Because people that tweet, you know, that still get on Twitter, I used to tweet a lot. And um you know, people that, that tweet, like some people tweet all day. Right. You know, so that's a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had to be bored. Had to be. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I'm excited. I'm glad that he did release the statement. I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he recognized what that he was wrong. Right. And I'm glad that he, he, he stood by it. He didn't run away from it. He, he, he accepted it. And um, he acknowledged what he did was wrong, and he was like, "Yo, that's who I was. I'm not that person anymore, and I apologize for that person. I apologize for who I was and what I said." He was trying to make an excuse, right? For he owned it. He owned it. So you you can't have nothing but respect for that, and just let the man live his life. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get again. People talking about you canceled or whatever. It's like you're not. You're you know you're not. This isn't a TV show. People love canceling people. This is. What? Bye. <laughs> like you're not. This isn't a TV show. You can't cancel a person. Stop it. And, I, I'm, and I'm sure there are things about you that can get you canceled. Exactly. So like we've all said some crazy stuff, right? You know, and we've done some crazy stuff, and a lot of stuff we don't remember, right? You know, so I said it all the time. I'm like, it's I, again. I've always said that. Thank God that there's no spotlight on your life because if there was. I'm sure there's something be some things that'll come out that you wouldn't like that you want people to show mercy and grace towards you. Right. And then specifically, I say that specifically to people who always are so quick to throw stones at people, are so right. quick to throw judgments at people. They're so quick to do that. But it's that you have to remember you have stuff in your closet too. Right. There are people trying to get to the back door of your closet, trying to pull your stuff out. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful about that. And the thing too is you have to also just put yourself in that person's shoes. You know, that's a way to be able to try to understand. And, and it'll keep you from being so judgmental mm. when you try to think, okay, uh, how how would this person feel? How would I feel if I was in this person's shoes and everybody was jumping on me and getting on my case? Mm. You know, everybody's attacking me all of a sudden and now I'm under this light and people are canceling me and all this stuff. And, you know, you just kind of, I think it's, it honestly, it takes a selfless heart to be able to do that mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't have that mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have the ability to just stop before they act on judgment right like you really have to be careful about judging people because one day it could be you the right. tables can really turn you just you just never know absolutely so gotta be careful about that y'all yeah i i just i i, I don't know like i said i think people 
like I said, people, we're in the day, we're in the days of everybody has had these judgmental hearts, and everybody has the um, has the attitude of of stone him and all this other stuff, and it's it's really sad. Again, not saying that you're excusing people's wrongs and people should be punished for what they do, but it's like people people don't have compassion anymore. Right. It's like we just people's hearts are so stone cold nowadays, and people just. It's like again, we just we're just so quick to counsel somebody. And for some people, it's honestly probably just like a mirror, like a reflection of who they are. Mm. So that hurts them. It hits them hard. Mm. They can't accept that, so they want to shun that person or persecute that person. You know, be a Pharisee, right? Um, think their life is so perfect and stuff, but they know they have issues. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to deal with it. And the minute it's brought to light, you know. Then they're like, "Oh no, you know, I didn't mean that, or whatever." You know, right? It's like okay, now the tables have turned. This is the same thing that was happening to the other person. You were doing the same thing. Mm. So, you know, um, people just yeah, people. Yeah, people. People are people. (laughs) So that's all you can say. People. People are people. People are going to be people, and you just have to again. You have to keep your your heart and your mind guarded, and you have to just continue to to walk in love. As I think at the end of the day, if people can get back to that essential element. Um, I know we talk about, you know, what's your element on this show? Like, mm-hmm. we give people an element. But if people can get back to that that element, that love element, mm-hmm. I think our world will be a better place. Yep, definitely. So, all right, guys. We went a little deep on you guys. We're going to go ahead and take a break, take a little breather. Um, we got some music for you guys. We're going to jump into this uh, to this track. Um, then we're going to give you a throwback interview. Um, and then after that, we'll be back to talk about some more stuff. You never know what we're going to talk about here on Fire and Ice and energy so we'll be right back <laughs> yeah. i'm like hey girl with your fine you get better with time like wine Please give me a glass You can teach a class about class Got so much style and pizzazz Goals and aspirations plus you make your own cash Now that's bad Plus you hit the gym and work on your abs But if you didn't, I wouldn't be mad You like the fact that I be making you laugh Whatever I got, we can break it in half Divide it, you can take half Plus you keep what you had I'm not here to subtract I'm here to add to what you have Now you do the math but let me slow it down, I'm moving too fast But can you blame me when you looking like that? Personality on point, plus that is fat But if it wasn't, it wouldn't matter As a matter of fact, it wouldn't change my mind at all You still get hit from the back I ain't gonna lie, what can I say to make you live in my lap? I'm an old school, I get tipped from the mat Like that I can see flowers on me out But it probably still wouldn't be enough Sing for you, write a song for you, write a poem for you, but you wouldn't fall in love. Now you got me asking what? For a while, for a while. 
And I can't lie, I can't lie. I'm really thinking about taking you from that other guy He don't love you like he's supposed to I can see the proof in your eyes He throws money at you like a stripper But some things money can't buy You got a vibe that's so priceless That Aaliyah's that one in a million ain't nothing like it you turn heads when you push through when I can't fight it Lord knows I'm feeling you I ain't looking for one night I got a life I wanna be with you I see more than just pretty eyes A fat to a pretty smile I see a queen with a joker who need a king of her profile I man up when you man down This not a game not playing around I'ma change your last name He just play with you out of town When you gonna start with the boy? Let me give you some real we can chase your dreams and starve all of your fears. I wanna court you and spoil you, but you're loyal to the wrong one. I'm waiting on you to wake up, hit my line and stop playing dumb. I can see flowers on the out, but it probably still wouldn't be enough. I can sing for you, write a song for you, write a poem for you, but you wouldn't fall in love. Now you got me asking why. Fire and Ice, and we have a special guest here on our podcast. She was on The Voice season six. She has a hot single out called Open Window, which I am absolutely obsessed with. That song is everything. <laughs> um, but let's welcome to Fire and Ice, Miss Brittany Camel. How you doing, Brittany Camel? Let's What's clap it up. up. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. Well, um, for starters, uh, let everybody know a little bit of information about you, a little background information. Okay, um, again, I'm Brittany Kamel. Some of you that are voice fans might have seen me on season six. I was on uh, Team Usher and got stolen to Team Adam. Um, I've been doing music for a while. I actually was doing a lot of my own independent moving even before the show. Uh, the show just like an extra platform and a really cool uh, experience to really get involved with. Um, Let's see, about a year ago, I put out my first EP called The Sharpet Behavior. Okay. That was my first project after the show. So I've been working on that. Um, also, Open Window was, a, was one, it's one of my favorite songs. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> that was actually done before The Sharpet Behavior, but it was done with uh, a producer I still hold so close to my heart we made some really dope music together and um right now i've just been doing a bunch of shows doing a whole bunch of working behind the scenes to put out my next album and we're actually shooting a bunch of visuals for it so just trying to work and just get my name out there really dope dope well are you are you are you, are you originally from atlanta Actually, no, but I claim Atlanta because Atlanta raised me. So I actually was born in Salt Lake. I moved around a lot when I was young. But, I mean, shoot, Atlanta is, is what I know. It's what I call home, and it's where I live now. So, Cool. That's what's up. Well, how you doing? Can I ask you a question? When you was on a voice, right, what was that uh -huh. What was that process like being around like artists like Usher and, and artists that you look up to? 
as far just as far as getting pointed from them, not so much with the show and winning, but just getting pointed from them to take with you after the show was over. I honestly think that was the best part, you know, because when you go into those shows, you don't really know what to expect. You're just really excited about the opportunity and just really being in front of that many people and getting the opportunity to take those words of wisdom from the coaches. Honestly, that was priceless, and that was the best part. Um, I remember Jill Scott was, when we did our battle rounds, Jill Scott was Usher's co-coach for that round, and she just dropped a lot of jewels coming from another female artist that is so highly respected and, and a woman in her own lane. You know what I mean? Like she's her own entity. You know what I mean? So yeah. to hear what she had to say put forth um, compliments on top of constructive criticism is really priceless. It's also, I mean, a little intimidating too because it's just like, I'm sitting in front of these people that I've literally watched for years and looked up to for years and studied their music. So it's it's so many emotions at one time, but I'm so grateful to get the opportunity. Who is your favorite artist? Like, if you had to name one artist that you, like, are inspired by, who who would that be? Kaylani. Okay. Um, she's, she's, very, she's very new to the game, but um, she... I just respect her hustle and I feel like um, we kind of have a lot in common. Like I would love to be able to just continue to grow my brand and we have the opportunity to actually create a record together. That would be amazing. Um, I mean, we come from two different backgrounds, but I really just love everything that she stands for. And she's just unapologetically herself. She makes incredibly dope music. She's got a beautiful voice. You know, she, aside from, um, Aside from creating dope music, she can also get on the stage and, and blow. And that's kind of like what I always say about myself. There's more than just a pretty face and dope records. Like, I like to get on the stage and let people hear my voice. So, But that's dope. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to put that out there in the atmosphere that you get to work with her. That's going to that's gonna be, we're going we to yeah. claim that for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, when you put your latest song out, was you expecting it to be on any kind of projects with like films or anything? When you go in the, the booth and you make these songs, right, and you, you record, do you ever think of the possibility it'll be on a movie or it'll be on a show or it'll be featured somewhere other than like the radio or the common stuff like that? Yeah, of course. I feel like, I mean... I don't ever know if it's gonna happen. I mean, I'm always like, if it does, that'll be that'll be lit. But um, I feel like me and my team, especially my writing partner, um, he's he's always got this like visual mind. Whenever we're cutting records, he's always thinking about the visual part of it, and we always try to think of like, okay, what kind of what kind of scenario will we paint visually with this? So it's kind of like we create things to really just in any classroom. I mean. That's, that's, if you're trying to, from what I've learned in, in the industry thus far, you never want to limit yourself. So create music for everything. Right. Can right. it be something that could be in a commercial? Can we play it in a stadium in a football game? Can you put it in a movie? You know what I mean? It's just right. endless possibilities. So. Well, yeah, we, I'll raise that. well, I, um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. I, um, I just want to give a shout out to DJ ill, uh, for quarantine radio. I did an interview with him recently and this is how I came across, uh, Ms. Brittany Camille's music. Um, okay. he played open window, um, during the break and I was like, yo, who is that? 
And he was like, yo, she's an artist out of Atlanta. And she, you know, just kind of let me know who she was. And I was like, I have to get that song. Because that song goes perfectly for what a scene that I want to do for my show. Um, I have a web series out right now called Sweet Mahogany. Um, and we used Open Window for one of the scenes. It's one of the montage scenes where the yeah, main character yeah. and the husband, they were just chilling, playing cars and everything like that. Um, so let me ask you, what inspired that song? So at the time, um, me and uh, Darnell is actually the producer and songwriter that I created the song with. Um, their production name is The Ambassadors. I actually, we went to lunch one day and he was just like, we just started talking about life. And at the, at the time, I was just getting out of a situation with somebody that I that I really loved. And I kind of felt like, you know, they took me for granted when they had me. So it's like, um, I feel like I need to walk out of the situation and leave it behind so you can understand what it's like when I'm not in your life. Right. And when I when I told him that concept, he was like, oh, snap, I just thought of this really cool idea. Like, <laughs> And that's where the whole, you can fill my draft, like, a, like an open window came from. And it was just, I mean, just a life situation, you know, from being hurt and my feelings about somebody. That's really it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that line. Um, that's what honestly that line is what made me fall in love with the song. That that song is everything. So again, thank you so much for allowing us thank to, use, you. to well, use that song. Thank you for putting it in your production. I mean, that's so that's definitely an honor. So thanks. I do, I do want to ask you um because I watched the show that he's talking about Sweet Mahogany and within that show um. It's, it's, it's a lot of tangled webs that's going to be untangled, I'm pretty sure, soon or later. But within the show, one of the main things we noticed early on is that there is a relationship between a husband and wife, and they bring mm -hmm. a, another female into the show, into the relationship. Uh, I want to ask you from a woman's perspective, and especially since your song is featured on the show, um, could, could you ever see yourself in that situation as far as, I guess, being a three-part relationship, one man, two women? Mm -hmm. Okay, no. <laughs> I am very possessive, and not in like a scary way, but it's just like Sounds scary. I don't want to share my man with somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I don't want him to even bust or be thinking about another woman. Like I want to be his all, and I mean to each their own. You know what I mean? Because there are people out there that like that. So there are women out there that want an open relationship. And I mean, power to you, girl. But for me, uh, I don't think that's the life for me. <laughs> 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 I don't think so. Well, yeah. Well, you know, like you said, to each his own. And, you know, we, we definitely respect, you know, your choice on that. You know, there's a lot of women who definitely ain't trying to share their men. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Well, um, Brittany Kimmel, thank you so much for uh, spending time on Fire and Ice. We really appreciate you. But before we let you go, we got to let the people hear the hot single, Open Window. So if you can um, throw to your song and, you know, we'll let you do what you do. Okay, cool. What's up, y'all? You are vibing with Brittany Kimmel on Fire and Ice. And this is my song called Open Window. All right, let's get to it. Yes, we'll be right back. Fire and Ice. Yeah. 
together, but it just don't make sense. But I don't know, I don't know how, how much longer I can deal with this. I used to be the only one. everybody welcome back to fire and ice and energy we have special guest co-host my sister carmen i'm gonna talk about some more stuff i'm gonna just be making it up as we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but let's talk about um luke cage um luke cage was canceled um just actually like days after iron fist was canceled on netflix so yes iron fist has been canceled so, um, yep, yeah, Iron Fist has been canceled, but I mean, I didn't watch Iron Fist. I only watched Luke Cage. I, watched, I gotta watch the second season. Now I won't watch it. Right. <laughs> that sucks about that stuff. When you find out when shows get canceled, you haven't watched the season yet, this this previous season, and you're like, dang, I'm, I guess there's no need to watch right. it. Because you've been canceled. I am just a Yeah. But basically, Luke Cage got canceled after two seasons. Um, and But there are rumors that, because Disney's supposed to be getting its own streaming service. And y'all know Marvel's a part of Disney. Mm-hmm. So there are rumors that Luke Cage and possibly Iron Fist 2 can be moving to the Disney streaming service. That's a rumor. But from the article I read, they said there's no plans to bring Luke Cage back for season three at all. So 
Um, you know, there's a little bit of outrage about it. Um, am I outraged? Not really. I guess because I haven't watched all of season two yet. So right. yeah. <laughs> I only seen three episodes. Then I stopped because um, I, my vacation ended and then I got busy. And then I haven't really have been able to sit down and watch it. So I don't really know. And then also, too, because I'm not... I was having this conversation with a, a different coworker about the Marvel world. Cause he, was, he was asking me about, I think we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me about, you know, have I seen the Avengers? And, stuff like that. and I was like, no, I haven't. I said, because by the time, it's like it's going to take like a whole week for me to sit down and watch all of it. It's so much. It's gotten so much advanced since, Iron, um, since before Iron Man came out. You know, so it's like, I don't know if I want to sit and watch all these movies. All the movies are like two and a half. And that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want to. I don't think I want to. I don't. I'm good. I think I'm good. Only movie I clearly was going to go see was Black Panther, obviously. Um, but other than that, I was like, no, not interested. I didn't even. I didn't go see uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, that was such a good movie. Even though I know all the Black Pantherans were in it. I was like, I didn't want to go see that. I was like, no. I was wait till Black Panther two comes out. I mean, <laughs> I'm good. That's the only storyline I'm gonna keep up with. Yeah, that's that's probably it. It's I, just too I'm much. The complete opposite. <laughs> I, I love all of the movies, so but I understand, understandable. So yeah, so, yeah. So even so bad. So with the Luke Cage thing is like, I didn't know that. You had to watch Jessica Jones first, and then or watch Daredevil. It was just so much because it's, yeah. it's a lot of it's, it's a lot going on with the series too. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is too much. Yeah. Why? Because what happened was I watched Luke Cage season one first, and then I went to season two, and the girl arm was chopped off. I was like, wait a minute, her arm was not chopped off in season one. And it was like, no, you gotta watch, um, dang it, the one with all of them together. It's like a series where yeah. all, all of them are together. And basically, her arm got chopped off in that one. I was like, "See, I don't feel like watching that to watch. See, I don't, I don't want to do that because, because also at the end of season one of Luke Cage, he got he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Season two, he's out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when did he get out? Mm-hmm. And it was like he got out on the other. I was like, see, it's too much of intertwining. I remember seeing a, um, a crossover when I was watching Iron Fist too, and I was like, okay, I need to watch this one. Like it's just it's a lot. Like you, I was planning to watch all of them. Um, cause I started watching Iron Fist with our mom and we both got like really into it and stuff, but, uh, clearly there's no point now to finish watching it. I mean, I would like to, but there's not, there's no point cause it's not coming back, but I don't know. They're supposed to, like I said, they're, they're, like I said, the rumor is it's supposed to be on the Disney serve Disney streaming service, supposed to be like, uh, heroes for hire. So Luke Cage and Iron Fist will be on that. Allegedly, from what I heard, and I was like, "Oh, okay." That's it's like interesting. So I was like, "Okay." I mean, whatever. I mean, that's cool because I guess it was a lot of hysteria. Like I said, Luke Cage. Whenever, whenever a black show gets yes. canceled, yes. and 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 then. I wouldn't even really consider Luke Cage a black show, but I guess because it's all black people, yeah. it is a black show. But it's more of an action show. It's more of a superhero show. But of course, it's a, again, it's a black show. So whenever people, whenever a black show gets canceled, it, it definitely creates outrage. Yes, definitely. So, you know, and for spoiler alert, for people who have not seen Avengers, if any were, you know, when Black Panther died or when Black Panther got obliviated, of course, it was a big uproar. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like guys, guys, that's just how it goes. Yeah, that's the comments. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to find 
the show that um they were on in together. Then when he got when she got her um so I don't want this list. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm probably looking up stuff, and it's like so much. I don't want all. The, it's the the defenders. Yes. Yeah. There we go. So Marvel is very complex, which is cool. Yeah. In a way, because it's like it took a lot of a lot of brain power from Stan Lee and all these peoples to come up with and make this whole world. Like, so I think that's pretty dope. Creativity and just. Yeah, yeah, like you said, brain power. Like that's that's a lot. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But just as a viewer, it's a lot to try to digest. You trying to watch all this and this and this, and then that's, don't don't try to combine the TV with the with the movie. Cause I used to be heavy into all ages of shield, and um, which came on ABC, and they would they would cross over a little bit. But see, the thing is, I didn't watch the movies, so they would talk about a little bit of it on the show, and I'd be like. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see that. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But then they got like I said again. But then it's like with the shows, it's not just they're on so many. They're on different platform on different like networks, whatever you got. Like so, you got the Netflix series, and you got Cloak and Dagger, which is on Freeform, and then you got a show on Fox. So would that be because it's I I forgot the Gifted. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. It's kind of like an X Men, I guess, mutants, something. So what? But but because it's on Fox, would that be considered under Marvel? Would that be considered under Fox? Because then you got X Men that's still with Fox. It's just too much. But at the end of the day, Marvel's gonna end up just canceling that and doing their own thing. Yeah, like they've been doing. Like that's they, true. They they had Spider Man, and then they redid Spider Man, and then they redid it again because Marvel was like, "We want to do it this time." Mm. So. They're gonna end up doing the same thing with everything else, which is why I'm just kind of like with the whole Venom movie. I'm just like, because Marvel said they're not affiliated with that movie, mm. so I'm like, okay, so why, why do it? Yeah, you know, it it, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm gonna go see it, but you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. So it has X X Men hasn't crossed over to Marvel yet, has it? Yet. It's still Fox. They're working on it. Okay, I'm sure they're working on it. Like it's in the works. It's coming soon. I'm sure. Okay, because. Yeah, um, what is the X movie coming out, or is it did come out, or I don't know. It's a it's a new one, I think, that's coming, and I was like, I'm not gonna see that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of you what it is. I, no, oh, it's the Phoenix. It's the Phoenix movie. Oh, they're yeah, they're, re, yeah. they're doing it again. Yeah, and I was like, why are we doing this? We did. That's the, the first one took me. We did this already. It's it, like it, that was an emotional roller coaster for me. That was too much. Yeah, they killed everybody. It was like <laughs> was Cyclops died, Professor X died. It was yeah. like okay, they're not supposed to die. Like it was just it was a lot. Um, Jean Grey died. I was like, oh, they know she died, but okay. Um, yeah, I would like to. I would personally because I like the X Men nineties cartoon obviously yes. i would love to see the x-men like act like action live action on tv as yes. a series i think that'd be so dope yes. but you have to do it right you have to do it like the, the show yes. like the 90s Look, show that that cartoon is everything it's great the theme song and everything yes it's all good like <laughs> yes it's dope i learned i was telling mom the other day i said i learned a lot just from watching that entire series mm-hmm. it's dope. the other one was good too x-men um 
What was the other one after that? Yeah, when they are um, when they in high school. Yeah, they had the evolution. The frog. Yeah, the frog boy. Yeah, no, that's that's the main thing I can remember. Yeah, the frog. X Men Evolution. That was pretty good too. But no, nah, the X Men nineties. That was that that's was, that's it. I love to see it, but I want Marvel to do it, obviously. Yeah. So so it'll be done right. Right. So they'll they'll the only way to do it. Yeah. But anyway, so, so speaking of shows, like I said, let's talk about some shows that need to be canceled because, um, yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. First of all, let's go ahead and cancel this Teen Mom series. The whole thing. All of it. Throw get the whole thing away. Get, a, get rid of Teen Mom OG. Get rid of Teen Mom 2. Get rid of Teen Mom. Get rid of Young and Pregnant Teen Mom. Get rid of all of it. Yes. Because to me, I feel like, first of all. When you was doing 16 and pregnant, okay, I can understand you documenting these young people. Okay, they had a baby and, you know, they're learning. Okay, it's harder than what it looks like. Because right. I think at the time, I think people were, teens were making packs to have babies mm-hmm. at a certain age, which is stupid, by the way. But um, I think I think that at the time, it was important to show young people, okay, it's, it's, it's not cute. Right. People, a lot of times people think, I mean, the babies are cute, obviously. You know, and some people look pretty when they're cute. But it's you know, like, it's not. Backwards. Huh? You said it backwards. What? Some people look pregnant when they're cute. Some people look cute when they're pregnant. <laughs> <I> should, <laughs> that's what I'm to say. But I think people don't get, don't really, don't understand the hardship of having a child. It's like, even as adults, people don't understand the hardship of having a child. But especially as a teen, it's like. No, it's not just the the all the pregnancy pictures and the the showers, the and the gifting and right, and then the dressing my baby up to look cute. It's more than that. Like that's an actual human. So I think sixteen and pregnant served that purpose at the time. Even with Teen Mom when it first started, like you can see, okay, they're adjusting to motherhood, but you just you still see this stuff to deal with real life stuff. I think what happened is the fame of it changed everything. Like they going to now, you see them on all these magazines. They're doing all these interviews. Of course, they get more money. Um, so I think now it's become the popular thing to do. As far as like, okay, well, let me. You're putting people in the wrong mindset. Right. I ain't gonna lie, I'm in the wrong mindset. I said mm-hmm. I'd be saying when I watch so dang, I wish I would got somebody pregnant at 16 so I could be on the show. I mean, that's not good. I shouldn't be thinking like that. But I'm just saying like you see that these people are they're they're living good. Right. They get money, they you know all this other stuff that they're living quite well financial wise. I mean, I'm not saying emotional wise. They look like mess. They 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 going through a lot. Which come to show you that money isn't everything. But if you're looking at from the outside looking in, as far as like me thinking like because of my situation, I'm like you know sometimes you be having like 15 cent in the bank. I'm like dang, I wish I was on Team Mom so I got that money. (laughs) Um, But it's like. I think they're popular side popularizing it's okay you know not saying this let me say this right. right yeah. Um they're popularizing teen pregnancy. That's what I think. Again, not saying that if you do have a child at a young age it's wrong or something, you know, stuff happens. Right. So it's how you make it out or how you deal with it that that's important. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, however, if it's, it's making it seem like it's oh, like it's yeah, go ahead and get pregnant. Right. Everybody should just do it. Everybody should just go ahead and get pregnant at a young age. I don't I don't think it's, there's a lesson in the show anymore. Right. I don't think me personally. And then to me also, and not I'm not trying to be throwing race and everything, but you don't even really get this. You don't really see black people on Team Mom, and I think that's kind of offensive a little bit. I feel like we there's some black Team Moms out there too. That you know, 
again, I, I, you see the Cinderella story of what's going on, like with you know with Macy and and all of them again, because they have money now and they're doing, you know, they're using their money to make themselves better. But again, you have you have actual people who have who are single parents who are struggling. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeing that side, right? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's so true. I think that I mean I, I feel like if you and it's not just black people right. I'm just saying like there's white people too that 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 are struggling so so I should say this instead of romanticizing it you should actually show the realism of it right. and not saying that these team moms because again if you watch the show of course they still have their issues that are dealing with or whatever but it's not as bad as most people that have to deal with especially with single parents mm-hmm. so I think team again I think team mom romanticizes. Uh, especially the earlier now the newer ones i think it romanticizes it romanticizes pregnancy instead of prevents it mm-hmm. that's just my thought and I, I think this the show should just be i think it's oh i think it's done i mean when they focus less on being a mom like becoming a mom at a young age mm-hmm. and now they just focus on like other issues which there's nothing wrong with that but it has nothing to do with what the original meaning of the show was mm-hmm. you know like yeah like the mental mental health is super duper important i am 100 advocate for that because i understand it i live it um but caitlin and tyler you know like their whole situation like they they can't even show carly anymore mm-hmm. so it's like honestly they don't really need to be on the show anymore mm. because carly their whole storyline was adoption Right. That was the reason for them being on the show mm-hmm. to show that um, the hardship of having to go through adoption, mm. carrying a child for nine months and having to give them up because mm-hmm. you can't provide for that child. Right. They they can't they can't show Carly anymore, so they don't really need to be on there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really have a storyline to me. Yeah. Or, I guess consider like considering what it's about, what right. it's supposed to be about. Right. And then on top of that, none of them are teens either. Anymore. No, they're all grown. Teen mom? Yeah. Definitely not teens. And then even with this new season, because like Farrah's not on there anymore, but they they got Bristol, Palin, and uh, one of the girls from Argue the One. Yeah. Um. Okay. Mm, with Bristol, she actually had her kid when she was a teen, so I'll give her a pass. Mm. Um, And her storyline is kind of compelling. But... The girl from Are You the One, she didn't have her child as a teen. Like she just had her child, and she's a grown adult. Mm-hmm. So not really seeing how she's a teen mom. She I, she wasn't a teen mom. If I'm being honest. I think both of them should be on Young and Pregnant because teen mom mm. OG is for the OGs. Right, that's it's true. For that's true. The people that started it. Right. They're not OGs. I don't think they should be on Teen Mom OG. I agree. That's that's so that's, that's a good point. That's the only issue I have with them being on there. Right. They're on the wrong one. Right. I don't know. I want I want all of them to go off, but they're on the wrong. They're I, on the I wrong agree. One. Yeah. I mm, like I said, and I'm I'm definitely over Team Mom too. Them people. Man, they get on my nerves so bad. They they, <laughs> I, they they are aggravating. Um, and I Kendra got me started watching that one, and I was just like, <laughs> why am I watching this? Um, but yeah, I just I think I I would rather the franchise go off. I will I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see them when like I said when the kids turn 16, 17. Right. You know, we'll see what what Bentley's doing. Yeah, so let's just be real. We just want to see Bentley. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly that's it. I'm, <laughs> I, I've always only cared about Macy and her family. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And most, so, most people, most people are like that. Yeah. So you know, just give Macy her own show, and then not not now, but like when she gets older, right. we'll see Bentley. What's going on with him at sixteen, seventeen, and you know, just go from there. Everybody else, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, I wish you the best. Right. <laughs> wish you the best. Pray you much success. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not right. Wishing you the best. Hope that you are blessed. Yeah, most success. No stress, lots of happiness. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, other shows that need to be canceled. Catfish, go. Bye. We're done. <laughs> Now you're just being stupid. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, I, how dumb can you be to realize this? Like, if the person says, I can't video chat with you every oh, time. This is a wrap. First of all, the person says, I can't video chat with you the first time is over. No. And you, then, then you dumb for sending money. Why are you still sending these people? And like, the thing is, this show's been going on for like six, seven years now, or whatever. It's like, you cannot still be getting catfished. Why are you still getting Truthfully, catfished? Everybody should just watch Neve's movie and learn from that. Mm. You know, that's how it started. That's cool. his own little documentary. And that's crazy that he's married now. It's right. like he's married and you're still getting child. and you're still getting catfished. Max has left the show. Are you still getting catfished? I Stop feel like Neve just, just needs to get to the point. Like you know what? I can't help y'all anymore. You can't. <laughs> I can't do anything for you. It's not, you. You just because you. You just decided to be this naive and this yeah. dumb, especially you talking to somebody for seven years and you've never seen them in person. No. I'm so in love with this person. Man, bye. Please, please be gone. That show can go off. I'm over it. Um, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Say it. basketball wise can go off. Yes. Basketball wise can end. <laughs> um, I'm sick of them too. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, and notice I'm, we're naming like a lot of reality shows. I'm going to get into the scripted shows in a second, but yeah, I just, even though I do watch them, and I will still watch them if they continue to come on. But it's just getting to the point now. It's just like, how, what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we are we we're still we're still uh we're still fighting and throwing stuff at each other, like throwing tables and chairs like, and stuff. Be stuck. Right. It's just like, come on, and, and you get mad over stu- like dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's yeah. You I don't say you're a grown woman. Be that. And move on. Right. Like, don't stop trying to fight everybody. I just this 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 season that 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 passed to me was it was crazy because again, y'all, first of all, first of all with basketball wise, I don't like how they add new girls every season. It's like you add a girl every season and then you they're gone. Right. It's like one season it was the sisters. Um the one that was kinda heavy sick, she had she had she had uh, lost a baby and then her sister was on there and then Somebody, a fashion designer was on there, somebody like that. And then, no, no, first you had the angels on there, mm-hmm. and then you got rid of the angels, then you had, then had them, and then after they was gone, and now this is you got CC and Kristen and OG. But Duffy was on there. Oh, yeah, Duffy. Like, so it's like every season, it's like, oh, yeah, Keisha was only on there for one season. What is she? Yeah, Keisha was on there for season four. Yeah. So, yeah, you got these one season people, and it's just like, what's the point? Like just make this if you're gonna do it, just if just be Shawnee Evelyn and Tammy's not coming back. I don't think she's coming back. Uh Shawnee okay. Evelyn <laughs> Who else she got? And Jackie Christie. <laughs> and, I mean, and, Jackie, and Malaysia. Jackie wanted nobody's drama or business this season. That's what I, that's the only thing I like that's one thing I did like about this season, yeah. this past season that Jackie actually was like I actually liked her this season. Yeah. I can't I can't believe I, I'm saying that. Right. Normally I'd be like I want to fight Jackie. But right, she, she gotta go. She did very well. She did good this season, this past season. She did real. She was very proud of her. She was very likable. Yeah, very likable this season. But yeah, I just think the whole, the whole. I think the show. First of all, I mean, I don't even know what the message of the show was to begin with. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think Shawnee just needed something to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she was like, I got this show and I want to show my friends. I mean, cute. I mean, that's 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 cool. But it's like now we're here, 2018. It's the y'all still doing the same stuff y'all was doing back in Miami season one. Spreading rumors and throwing stuff. So I think it's I think I it's think time. Everybody should just take a I don't know, take a page out of Tia and Tamara's book. Mm. Um, I I talk about this all the time when it comes to like reality shows, especially concerning like families. And I just love how they handled their situation. Mm. And they they noticed that the producers were trying to stir things up in their family and they were not having it. And so they got off TV. Mm -hmm. That is very big of them. And I really respect them for that because a lot of people obviously don't want to do that because they feel like, well, we need the money. Like, this is extra money we could get. Right. But it's like, you, you can't allow people to come between your family, especially when it's not an issue. And people are trying to make things an issue. Not right. a big deal. So I really applaud them for that. And I'm going to continue to applaud them for that for like years from now. Because I think that's a good idea. Like I said the same thing about Mary Mary. I was like, they should do that. I'm glad they finally got off TV. Because they were having too much. They just had too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I feel like their like constant arguments and stuff or their attitudes really could have affected their ministry. Because they are ministers first. Right. Ministers through song. And then um, I'm saying that about the Braxton's over them. Yeah, that's a, them. I was about to say that's another show that needs to go off the air. I'm over them. Because it's, 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 nobody wants to say this, but it's obvious that y'all let TV mess up y'all family. Yeah. And I know they've been saying like we all we always had issue, these issues before, but it's magnified now. Right. Because it, everybody has their, everybody wants their. Everybody wants their their fame their fame. Right. Everybody wants their position this fame and be to be famous. Like I said, Tony was obviously already out there. Tamar was the breakout star, and now the other three is like they're trying to fight for, and it's obvious they're trying to fight for their position. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, you know, even with watching this last season with the whole strike situation or whatever, it's like because I think one scene when they they came back after the strike. It was like we're always the ones carrying the show. There was Trina. It was Trina and Tawanda and the mama. They was like we're always the ones here. We're the ones having to carry the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like y'all. It's like unfortunately they need this show to stay. I guess where they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, well Trina has sister circle now. She's on there now. But it's like again, y'all allowed y'all allowed fame and this stuff to disrupt to make y'all family grow further apart than right. what it, what it already was. And so it's like they're not. I don't. I was going to say it's like they don't realize that, but I think they do. They're just choosing to ignore it. Mm. Like they, they see what TV has done to their family dynamic, but they're just choosing to say, well, we need it. Mm. We need this TV show because we need extra money. Right. You know, um, we're going to go back to the way things were. We don't want it like that, you know, but I don't know. It's just. I hate to see the family just kind of break apart because it's really sad. Right. It's like you guys are just angry at each other. I mean, y'all heard Tony. She meant what she said. She don't like them. Right. She wouldn't be friends with them. If they weren't her family, you know? So, you know, I think that's something you have to acknowledge. Like, okay, this is a problem. Right. So we just need to take a step back and figure some things out as a family. Right. Oh, it's good, y'all. I don't know why I'm sleeping. I went to bed early. You did. <laughs> I know. Went to bed super. I've been going to bed early the last two nights, which has been great. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure why, but I just, I, mean, I guess I need the rest. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, back to it. Um, let's see. Um, what else of the show I want to go off? So, here's the thing. 
so even though I'm of course watching growing up and growing up hip hop Atlanta, I'm watching this season. I no longer see the point of it. Yeah. And the reason why is because the original it started off with growing up hip hop just the regular way Angela Angela and Bow not Bow Wow and Romeo mm-hmm. and um Peppa's daughter and you know um the the DMC not Ryan DMC the the uh, the J the the person that spent the yeah. records. Yeah, yeah, his name is definitely not DMC. Um, <laughs> the one that that this, the third party of Run DMC, the one that spent the records. I think his, his name is Jay. I'm, I apologize. Please don't persecute me on the cross. I'm sorry. I don't remember his name, but his son was on there. Uh-huh. Um, and um, what's his name? Dame Dash's son is on there. It started off with basically how they how they dealt with growing up with famous parents, right? And growing up in industry. And I think their show is still kind of like that. They're still kind of dealing with that, even though they have their own drama with each other mm-hmm. now too. But they're still doing that. Um, growing up, hip hop Atlanta started off like that because you had um, Lil Wayne's daughter, you had Tiny's daughter, you had um, uh, yeah, other people. <laughs> Brandon is not her son, but Brandon was her stepson. Uh, Deb Adney's. Yeah. So, and then, you know, and then you had Bow Wow. But here's the thing, like I said, I always said, I didn't understand why Bow Wow was on here because Bow Wow def- definitely, his parent wasn't famous. But I guess they attached him to Jermaine Dupree, so it was like, that was kind of like his dad. So they kind of ran with he that. Grew, he actually, like, he was in the hip hop. He wasn't in the hip hop. So, 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 I don't know. Yeah. But, so I guess he was growing up hip hop. So yeah, he did. But the show has now changed. We're on season three now, and it's like, or I guess two B because they don't have season three on the on the call or on the digital guide. But now, like Lil Wayne's daughter's gone, Tiny's daughter's gone, Brandon's gone. You have Bow Wow, Jermaine Dupri's daughter, the other daughter that was originally on there. I don't know who her daddy is. I can't remember what his name is right now. But now you've added Lil Mama, Bow Wow's girlfriend, Johnny Blaze, and Masika Kalisha. Y'all know I love me some Masika. So that's like really the main reason why I'm still tuning in because I love me some Masika Kalisha. But however, it's like I don't see the point of the show anymore. It's like you loot, like how are we growing up hip hop? Like, this ain't nothing but loving hip hop part two. It, Atlanta part it two. basically is because again, it's like you see all these people, like there is a lot of just conflict with each other. It's not really about how you're surviving in the industry with a famous parent. Right. It's like, like living in that parent's shadow. Right. That's That's what. The original growing up hip hop is about right. You know, trying to trying to find my own voice and get out of my parents. Right, show. right. But yeah, and yeah, that can that can go. Yeah, after this season, after this season I think we're we're finished with that. Um, honestly, and then with the love and hip hop franchises, New York needs to go Definitely. for sure. It's boring. Um, I just I think we're over it. I think, um, uh, yeah. I guess, honestly, love hip hop. I'm not again. I can't believe I'm saying this too. I just, honestly, it all can go. All it all can go. I mean, I'm, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. I mean, I can still watch it. I'm gonna still watch them, obviously. But I just think to at this point in time and age, I just feel like it's 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 over. It's getting old. Yeah. It's like it's it's repetitive. It really is. You got the same people fighting about the same stuff. And it's yeah. Like, okay. This is boring now. And I didn't. I haven't watched the show yet. I'm gonna watch it. I recorded it on the DVR. But Ti and Tiny, I'm already saying y'all can go, because the thing. And I've said this about the show. To me, I was watching the previews. First of all, you got okay. So you got Ti and Tiny, their family. We done added Toya, and and so that's what Toya and and Regine went. 
They went to tag T.I. and Tiny mm-hmm. um, family and friends hustle. And then you got Monica and her kids. And now you got Latoya Lucky and her husband. And I'm like, okay. Like, what? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. I'm. I'm. I need. I guess I need to watch the first episode to get try to get it. But I don't get it already. And I'm like, this ain't nothing but an upscale class of love hip hop Atlanta because it's like you got they all live in Atlanta, right? And then you got to- Latoya Luckett who's saying that she used to date Ti back in the day, and I guess Tiny finds out about it. So it's like they're. I mean, they have their little meetups and stuff. It's like this again. This is this is upscale love hip hop Atlanta. That's yeah, all this is basically. I don't know. I, I think with T.I. and Tiny, it's just kind of like we went through all this drama just for y'all to come back. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like y'all did all that dramatic. Oh, this is the last season. This is the last episode. Right. And all this stuff. And then we're going through this whole, we're getting a divorce. Tiny having this little mini glow up just to go back. You know, it's just like I, I'm over y'all. The only, the only thing appealing about T.I. and Tiny were their kids to me. Like as far as like watching them grow up. Yeah. And seeing what they're up to, like I mean, to be honest, if I wanted, if Ti and Tiny did come back, I would say like they should have came back maybe in a few years later, right? And we see the kids, like okay, what are they up to? Mm-hmm. We see what Ti is doing in the in the news. He's cheating. We know already. Nothing's new. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying. So, I mean, let I me mean, no shade, but I'm just saying we already see what T- we see what Tiny's doing. She's with Escape. We know already. So, what do we need this show for? Yeah. What? What? What's the point? Because they had the Escape show. Right. Uh, so we saw that. Right. We saw all that. So speaking of candy, uh, Real House of Atlanta can go off. That that can definitely go too. I'm, can, I'm sick of them too. They can go. <laughs> I'm just sick of all these. They shows. can go. <laughs> all the, honestly, all the Real Housewives shows can go. Like that's just that whole franchise can go. It's just long. it's just been like, all right, guys. How many? How many? How many more non-housewives are we gonna feature? You know what I'm saying? That's like with love right. hip hop. It's like right. how many? How many more people? Are we gonna feature us not doing any hip hop or not in love for real? Basketball wives. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just, yeah. All right. Let me start talking about these shows. Like I'm not gonna still watch them. I'm still gonna watch them. So, um, but I will say a scripted show that can go is Grey's Anatomy. It's time. It's it's, it's been time. This is how many people are you gonna let die in your hospital? Shut it down. Like yeah, like Where's I mean. The state? <laughs> I did read a story that though that uh the star of Grey's Anatomy she you know there's a possibility that you know she could be leaving soon. I did read that story and I do feel like if she leaves then that show needs to end. Over. It needs to be a wrap. Don't don't do not try to move on with the show. No, there's no point. I mean I understand you know because I've done it you know when the lead character leaves and you want to continue the show I've done it you know yeah. you do it and but but you were able to turn that to a different meaning. You're right. So it worked out. In your favor, right? You know, but I don't see how that could work out for Grey's Anatomy. Especially, but the, like the thing is, they've been on for so long. I can see if they was on like season two, right? But they're on like right. season fifteen or sixteen or whatever. It's like, all right, y'all. They just dragging. Yeah, on. you, 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 <laughs> y'all can. I mean, but if y'all got more story to tell, then whatever. But I'm just saying, that's just it's a lot. I guess. <laughs> I mean, look, make like scandal and keep it moving. You know. I agree. I agree. Specifically, I know that. La- I'm glad this that scandal is over because that last season, that that series finale, I still can't get over how bad that series finale was. I was like, so this is it. Right. It's just, it was very <laughs> disappointing. So underwhelming. Very disappointing. It was very, 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 very disappointing. Um, you know, sorry, Empire, you can go too. Thank, 
Carlton, I'm telling you, you're saying everything that I wanted yeah. to say because if you weren't going to say it, I was going to yeah, say it. Yeah, Empire can go. I just feel like, uh, no, no, I'm, it's no it's, 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 we're good. We've got we got hooked on Star, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star, Star is good. Star is actually Star a good show, good. and I can't believe I actually got hooked on that show, but actually, it's actually a good show. Yeah. So, Star is a good show, but no, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just, I'm just tired of them. They continue to fight over this Empire. I'm just, I'm over it. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, let it go. It's a wrap. Right, just just stop it. Let let, right. let that company die, please. And, Good. Uh, the half and the half not. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mama. <laughs> 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 that show. The like the thing the disc again for me. I can only speak for myself, but disconnect for me with the half and the half not. Again, it's just the the dialogue. I can't take it. It's like y'all saying the same thing five times, and and then the scenes are so long. The scenes yeah. are like twenty minutes. Like you do one scene, then go to commercial break. Oh, that's a long scene. Yeah. So, and I, I just yeah. It's I, interesting. Yeah, I I used to like this show, but this became it just became very, became very drawn out. Yeah, it became too drawn out for me. So, yeah. And there wasn't enough paying attention, I guess, in the writing process to the details. Mm. A lot of stuff doesn't really add up. Right. It's like you touch on something. And then next thing you know, we're not talking about it anymore. That right. was important. What right. happened? Why? Why? Why aren't we talking about this anymore? Right. You know? So, yeah, that show. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, that show can go. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on own. So. Yeah. No, again, shout out to everybody. I mean, we when I say the shows can end, I mean do proper endings. You know, so that way you give people time to find a job. Right. I don't want people to lose their job suddenly. You're right. But I'm just saying, like again, you don't want. I'm, Bill Cosby said this at his best when the Cosby show was on. It's always best to end on a high note versus trying to... Because they wanted him to do another season after the season, the last season of the Cosby show. They wanted him to do another one. Mm-hmm. But it was like, the you know, we're already at a high note. Let's go ahead and end it while we're there versus you trying to do another season and the ratings go down. They force you to go off the air. Right. So it's always best to kind of, you know, kind of... I always, I not tell people this all the time, too. It's like you, as a creator, as a, you know, or as a storyteller, you know when the story is supposed to come to an end. And a lot of people ask me, why are you in the lover's lane? It's like, because I know that this is where we're supposed to stop. Because you get to a point, it's like, okay, how much more story can you tell without forcing it? Right. Because it gets to a point where you do start forcing stuff. And you start forcing characters to do stuff. And start forcing storyline stuff. And then it becomes unauthentic. And people become uninterested. Right. You know. So, I think, I, you know, I think it's, I think showrunners have to look at that versus... You know, I always try to, I guess, look at how much money, you know, you know, people throwing money at you all the time. It's like, you know, you got to look at, all right, I'd rather, I'd rather end as the number one show versus I do another season, knowing that this should have been in and I come in at number 20. And then it's like, dang, I really should have ended it last season because I was number one. So that's like, you know, we were watching, um, we were watching Prison Break. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the series ended well. Like the original seasons, mm-hmm. then they brought it back. The new season, and we stopped watching it because we forgot about it. Yeah, I did. Like it, because it was the same thing. It's repetitive. It's like, how many times you gonna get in prison? <laughs> and we gotta break you out. <laughs> like how many times we gonna do this? Right. <laughs> What's the next country you gonna go to? Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I I I agree. Ended on a on a high note, and then you know let it be that. Yeah. I agree. I just like I said. I think people. I think again. You have to. You have to understand when it's time to to say goodbye. Mm. And it's okay to do that. 
Um, I hope Power is coming to an end soon. I know you don't watch that, I but but um i i do I'm, i hear, I hear mixed reviews like people so a lot of, some people are like disappointed and other people are like oh yeah that was so good like this isn't was good it's 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 hard to gauge because i'm a type of person like i said i'll read the comments on facebook and then i'll watch them be very disappointed i'll be mm-hmm. like yeah y'all hype y'all facebook hype this up really well um i just think to the point it's just it's it's gotten to the point now it's just like all right how 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 are we going to tie this up in a nice little bow and 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 end it because it is to me personally i'm tired of the main character i'm ghost i'm just like mm, honestly he could he could to me i think the story was set i think the story would be like fascinating if you like killed him off mm. and you'd be like dang who killed ghost like how who got him finally and it's like how do you who did and how they do it? And it's just, I think that I, I think about stuff like that. I'm always thinking about how you can get rid of main characters or just like how to make that story. Cause it, to me, if you get rid of the main character, sometimes it helps push the story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you get rid of the main character, it help, it hurts it. But mm-hmm. if you, if you do it right. And also if you, you can kind of keep the, the main character in there or, or our main character in there by doing like, that's what flashbacks are for. Or different things like that to kind of fill in the gaps. But it's like if you do that, you tell the story right and make it compelling, and that gives the supporting characters a chance to shine. You do it correctly, your your show can continue on. Like I said, but sometimes again, people get tired of monotony. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I can like I said, it's just I'd be like, are you still going through this? Yeah, I know. I know. For me, after a while watching like the same storyline over and over, I'm just like, all right, okay. Because I did that. Um, I started watching. Oh my gosh, just forgot the name of the show. White Collar mm. on um on Netflix, and I stopped. Literally, I had like one season left, but I stopped because I was like, "This is going to be the same thing mm. every season. He's going to continue to go back to his old ways, even though he's got this cop that's trying to help him, you know, keep him from going to prison." Right. It's like okay, this is just repetitive now, so I'm over it, and so I stopped watching it. Like it's just it gets boring, mm. you know. So just. Keep that in mind. You have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. If you plan to run long, like if if you believe that like a like a TV a company or whatever is going to keep your show on long, like you just really got to be creative with it. Right. You really have to be creative with your storylines to keep people interested because we get bored quick. That's really true. Do. I'm just reading an article now. Um, it says Drake beats the Beatles' 1964 record of most top ten hits within a year, according to the Jasmine Branch. Shout out to Drake. Jeez. Shout out to Drake. I haven't listened to the album and the new album. I probably it's won't. Crazy. Oh, okay. Um, I've listened. I have listened to it, like you know some people listen to albums like over and over. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I listened to it maybe like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty good. I have some songs on there that I like, but uh, yeah, it was straight. Mm-hmm. There's another story. Um. Um, I'm just looking through Instagram because we got some time. I'm just looking through Instagram, finding stuff. Um, no, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how we can't watch the real in Augusta. <laughs> let's keep, keep it lighthearted. Let's keep it lighthearted. Like so good. Yeah, I'm upset about that because I'm just like mm, I want to watch the real. And if if you're listening, we're here in Augusta, and there's a secondary channel here on the real uh, that that does host the real. But if you have direct TV, you can't get it. So we haven't ever watched this season of the real. And I'm a little upset about that. So I guess I'm. I guess that's what I'm hot about too. I guess that's the second thing I'm hot about today. Um, I can't watch the real. And then, like you said, it looks like it's a good season. Yeah, like they're dealing, talking about a lot of 
issues and mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of things are getting really um, vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know, like, especially dealing, like, with what Jeannie's dealing with, yeah. like her divorce and stuff, like, they're touching on a lot of personal things, and I I feel like it's not fair that we have to miss it, because I want to see it. Like, I don't want to just watch clips on YouTube, because that doesn't do anything for me. Right. Because then I'm left, I'm wanting to see the rest of it. Right, know? right. But we get, like, these, like, five-minute clips. Right. If, if that sometimes they're a lot shorter than that so. right yeah i just um i know they were on the breakfast club recently and they talked about they finally addressed the tamar situation mm-hmm. which is very enlightening they were talking about basically um you have to just go watch it um it's, a, it's basically a lot to unpack um but just basically it was saying that it wasn't their fault that tamar got fired um and, you know they were trying to reach out to her and everything of course they she wasn't responding and stuff like that you know but they finally were able to talk about it and express their their side of the paint, their side of the table, and, and express their opinion about it, and give their side of the story, I should say, to what happened. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good to, to to listen to, just understand or whatever. But again, it goes back. I was having this conversation with somebody again. I I would never again. I went on the real. I was an audience member on season one, and because there were reports that Tamar was difficult to work with, she was da 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 and all sort of stuff. I'm telling you guys. I saw her in the audience get up. Like I was in the audience, and they play. They used to play games on the real, mm-hmm. and they lost her. She was she was on Jeannie's team, and they lost. And she like she almost lost it. It was like she was getting really angry, and it was like, girl, it was just a game. It's not that deep. And it's like you kind, I kind of you kind of see the other side. It's like, oh, maybe that was true. What they but say. That's why it's not difficult to believe. Right, but then again, I met her when she came to Augusta. She was very sweet. She, you know, she grabbed Kendra because Kendra was taking pictures from the side and she said, girl, come get your life. And then so she got <laughs> grabbed Kendra. They took a picture. She took a picture with me. She was like very sweet. So I like you again it's it's, it's hard to but be- you don't want I, I not hard to believe you don't want to believe stuff that they say about her. But then it's like it's not really hard to believe it because right. especially if you've seen it. Right. So it's pretty evident. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I just kind of look at how she. You know, just hmm, I'm trying to think how to word this. Uh, sometimes she could act a little unreasonably on their reality show. Mm-hmm. You know, she just kind of, you know, just kind of blow up or like get an attitude and stuff. So I just kind of thought of it like that. I was like, well, maybe that's why. I mean, granted, just from our point of view, because we don't know everything. You know, they right. edit stuff and all that, so right. we don't know everything. Right. But from what we've seen. You know, I would always see that it seemed like they always ganged up on Tamar. But then sometimes she would just kind of blow up. Mm. You know, it, it seemed like it was for no reason. But like I said, we don't know because they, they just copy, they cut and paste, stuff, right. you know, edit all this stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't really know what to believe, but I, I believe them. Right. Um, unless she comes out with something else, says something else. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I just mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best thing you can do. That's definitely the best thing you can do. All right, y'all. We are going to go ahead and close it all out. Uh, Carmen, thanks for joining me on Fire and Ice. I really appreciate it. I was trying. Here's the thing. It's not that I didn't want my sisters on there. I was trying to like, because you know they're always to go to. Like, yo, can you? Can y'all? <laughs> I was trying to get other people who always who've been saying I want to be on Fire and Ice. I want to be on Fire and Ice. And then of course, you know, next. You know how that goes. <laughs> You try to book them and then it's like you hear nothing. Right. So, but anyway, no, I appreciate you being on here. You gave a lot of insight. Different picture. Our brother uh, Facebooked and said he's next. Okay. So I had fun though. I awesome. Did. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. Camera was like, yeah, I'm gonna fire nice. I'm doing.
y'all know I'm I'm the low key sibling. Yeah, that, and that's another reason why I was like, I don't Karma's not gonna do it because <laughs> she don't really like she's not really out there like that. So and then I didn't want to ask Kendra again. Like this has been her like fourth time on here. So like, she's like switch it up a little bit. She's like it up a little bit. But no, um, I appreciate my siblings though for it. They always do stuff in and you know when I need them. So I appreciate. I just didn't want to do this by myself. It's it's a lot. Like the first time I did this by myself was two hours. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. We had fire energy today, so that was dope. Um, guys, y'all tune in next week. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all have a great weekend. Um, you guys can pick up VPN Mag. Um, should be coming out this Friday. You can go and go ahead and pre-order it this Friday. TheVPNTV.com. Y'all get that. Of course, check out the shows. Go to YouTube.com slash Productions. Um, and you know, check out all the other podcasts on More Than the Masters podcast on SoundCloud. You can check out Fire Nice, More Than the Masters. Um, there's some other shows on there too, so y'all check those podcasts out. They're really dope on there as well. All right, guys, this is Carlton. This is the Fire, and we are signing out. Peace. Deuces.